Welcome to Neighbor to Neighbor, a podcast focused on highlighting extraordinary individuals and organizations making an impact in our community. Neighbor to Neighbor is produced by WeQ, a not-for-profit cooperative credit union based in Bellingham, Washington. Starting a business is hard. Starting a business during a pandemic is even harder. But when Derek Paris, a veteran, found himself laid off due to the coronavirus, that's exactly what he and his wife Debbie did. My name is Keith Meter, and on this episode of Neighbor to Neighbor, I speak with Derek Paris, the owner and lead roaster at Barnyard Coffee Roasters, located in Blaine, Washington. Derek, thank you for taking the time to join me today. Yeah, very nice to have you here. So we are, we're sitting here, we're in Blaine, and we are in your roastery. Yeah. Yeah, and an interesting thing about your roastery, as probably the name suggests, is we are on a farm right now. Can you tell me kind of what's going on all around this building here that we're in? Yeah, so this is our property. It's a five-acre piece just on the outskirts of Blaine, and um, so we're, we're in the county, but we're in the north part of the county. And we kind of landed here in 2016 with kind of an idea of uh, starting a little micro farm. And so the farming side, produce and uh, ag, really the the soil compositions didn't really lend very well. It's very sandy. So growing anything was really, really difficult. So our uh, the building that was here uh, lended itself really well for a coffee roastery. So. Uh, it was something that I had already tapped into, and um, so it just kind of has grown. You know, when I was driving up, I saw some pigs. I oh, see, yeah. I see a horse outside the window behind you. Yeah. So so what do you have going on here? A few animals? And... Yeah, so we've got a few animals. Our our oldest daughter, is uh, she's got a farming itch, mm-hmm. and so uh, having a few hobby animals is a lot of fun. So we have uh, the American guinea hog breed, mm-hmm. uh, which is a really cute, small um, pig. Mm-hmm. that our customers really love when they, they come up and they're able to see the, the little pig running around. And if you throw them a cracker or some peanuts, they absolutely go nuts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we've got a horse. He's 24 years old, so he's kind of like a pasture pet. So mm-hmm. just a lawnmower. Mm-hmm. And he roams around the fields and eats grass. We've got 20 or 30 chickens that just supply us with eggs. Oh. And that's nice. And a couple of uh, really really cute goats. Awesome. I'm kind of a goat keener and these little guys are pretty fun. Yeah, I know a lot of people, when they have goats, they just love them. So that's yeah. cool. Um, let's get into to Barnyard Coffee. So yeah. tell me about Barnyard Coffee. Yeah, so Barnyard Coffee, um, it kind of was born out of the property itself. Um, we were trying to pick a name for what our coffee company would be. And the thing that kind of struck us was we're in the in the middle of farming community and to be able to uh, associate that with uh, the brand of our coffee was pretty important. So that's, that's how we came up with Barnyard Coffee. Um, we started roasting in 2015 and um, actually incorporated the business in 2020, which, you know, COVID hit, a new business born out of that is pretty interesting times, but... It's kind of been an interesting ride this year. Yeah, no kidding. I did not know that uh, that it was such a new business. So I can I can't even imagine what starting a business in a time like this might be like. Yeah. Well, when um, we had started roasting in, like I said, in 2015, and it was a hobby um, that kind of 
gain momentum. Mm -hmm. And then when, when COVID hit, I lost my job. And so we really jumped in with both feet mm -hmm. and realized that, um, I could try and go scratch something else up. I actually put in applications at other companies to go work for other businesses and um, nothing really panned out. So we uh, stoked the fire a little bit on the coffee side of things to, to get it really, really moving to try and sustain our family. So you said that you were hobby roasting before. How, yes. did, how did you first get into to hobby roasting? Um, well, my love for coffee really started in the late 90s. I'd gotten out of the Marine Corps. And uh, one of my first customers in the packaging industry was a coffee roaster. And so I learned everything about their packaging side, shipping, distribution. And uh, inevitably, I was drinking a lot of coffee that they roasted and really fell in love with the the nuance of the preparation and then the, the customer appreciation for really fresh roasted coffee. Mm. So, but when you're young, I mean, I was 25, 26 at the time, um, no assets available to be able to go after that dream. Mm -hmm. And back then getting into coffee roasting was really difficult. You have, you had to be very financially stable. Mm -hmm. um, coffee roasters were not small. They were all big mm -hmm. um, and very, very expensive. Mm -hmm. So it was just a seed planted in the back of my mind. And um, in 2015, I was able to secure a little tiny tabletop roaster mm -hmm. and was roasting just for ourselves. Cool. And, and then friends started to get it and family and you know how that progress goes. Well, that's and good if, if they're wanting to, you know, drink the coffee that you're roasting. That's probably right. a good sign. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned a moment ago that you had gotten out of the Marines. Yes. So, so you're a veteran. Yes. Um, can you tell me about your service? Yeah. So like many young people, I went into the service uh, right out of high school. Um, didn't really have a plan. I'd watch my older brother and sister kind of go to the college route and didn't really stick with it. Um, kind of bailed out after a couple, two or three years. And so I didn't want to, I didn't want to attempt something and not go through with it. So I was a little leery of going off to college and partying too long or too much and then not being able to, to finish the, and achieve a, a degree. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know, what a better way to get paid for doing something that you like to do. So I joined the Marine Corps mm -hmm. and so signed up for six years right out of the gate. Uh, for me, it was um, an opportunity to, to do some things when you sign up for six years a little beyond the guy that signs up for two or four years. Yeah. So that's, that's quite a commitment right off the bat. Yeah. That's why I went that route. Wow. And were you ever deployed overseas? Yeah. So when you sign up for six years and in going in during desert storm, mm. so there were a lot of, uh, yeah, I know. I'm a lot a of opportunities, <laughs> a lot of opportunities to go elsewhere. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I did my, uh, I did some ship time was on ship for a couple of months, went to Asia. So I was in Korea and Japan mm -hmm. and down in uh, Haiti, Puerto Rico, down in the South. You really, you really get to see the world a little bit, don't you? Yeah, you do. I have a brother-in-law who's a, a former Marine and he says you also get to see parts of the world that you might not see if you're traveling. Yeah, so as a tourist, um, you know, There's you tend to viewpoint. lean toward, yeah, you lean toward a certain uh, direction when you go on vacation or something like that. But when you go to work, 
and you're working there as a military representative of the United States, you see some areas that you wouldn't ordinarily get to see. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I would assume that there are some some dots to be connected as far as, you know, some things that you that you learned or that you experienced mm-hmm. as far as being in the Marines that maybe added to you wanting to become an entrepreneur to start your own thing? Yeah, I think really um, what the military does is it allows you not to be fearful. Um, it teaches you that you can do anything. Uh, at 18, 19, 20 years old, I think there's an inherent part of every human that makes you kind of fearless. Um, you jump before you think, you climb before you consider the consequences of, you know, how do I get down from here? Mm-hmm. And in the military, you, you leave with that still intact. Mm-hmm. So as life goes on and decisions have to be made, you still have that, hey, I think I could probably do this yeah. if I apply myself. So, and I'm sure university gives that to, to kids that go the university route after four years and you study and you, you've accomplished some papers that would have seemed completely daunting to the average onlooker. Um, so it does give you that sense of, of I can accomplish this. Uh, and the military really instills that, I think, in a person beyond maybe your, your average ordinary person. So I hung on to it. Um, so to be able to change gears like we did in 2020 and take a coffee roasting company literally from a couple of pounds a week to hundreds of pounds a week, direct store delivery to our customers is pretty impressive. That's a can-do attitude right there. <laughs> Let's go into that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so obviously uh, roasting, just maybe like brewing, is mm-hmm. a part art and part science. Yes. Um, so is that is that whole kind of balance between the two, is that pretty uh, fun for you? Is that something you enjoy? It really is. Um, I really like uh, cooking on a, on a big scale. So roasting coffee does fall along those lines of uh, time and temperature. And, you know, you have a raw product that you're working with, whether that's, you know, cooking in a kitchen, baking bread, anything like that, or, or you know, grilling something on the grill. So coffee beans is right in that whole family of, of time, temperature, and uh, finished product coming out very different than the way that you put it in. Yeah. So what's what's the favorite thing that you roast? The favorite thing that I roast is an Ethiopian uh, Sadamo 4. Um, very challenging coffee. Um, I think our Brazil Natural is also a very challenging coffee to roast, but the outcome is always exciting. Uh, you can end up with some blueberry notes. You can end up with strawberry fruit notes. Um, yeah, it, it's very difficult to roast, which, which takes a lot of um, attention to detail mm. when you're roasting that coffee. You can't just throw it in the roaster and you know come back in a few minutes and make some adjustments. No, you actually got to sit there and make adjustments every 30 seconds. Oh, wow. So it's very, very um, challenging. I think that's interesting. I think, you know, obviously there's lots of coffee drinkers in, yeah. in the Northwest and in the country and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know that, that people realize the, uh, the, the process that is, you know, roasting a coffee. Yeah. The nuances that go into the development of getting a flavor out of a coffee, um, it can be commercialized and you can, and it's proven that you can do it in really big roasters and do it in mass volume and keep your prices really low. But to do it on a scale where it's truly an artisan, 
truly small batch uh, and you're pulling out the best flavor out of those coffees, that takes something different. So, you know, I want to move into the to the future for you. Okay. So obviously this is, you know, a new a new venture for you. Mm-hmm. What what are your hopes and your dreams for this company? Yeah. Um, hopes and dreams for Barnyard Coffee uh, are kind of evolving. Um, we had initially thought that we would just do this really small, just in our backyard, just for friends and family and be able to keep working our day jobs and, and kind of go along in that direction. And uh, as the months have ticked by, we've realized that this is needs to sustain us. And then just recently in the last couple of weeks, we've realized that there are other people in our community that need jobs. They need opportunities. They need um, something to sustain their families. And we actually think that Barnyard might grow into that level of, of a business where it's not just supporting us, but it's allowing other people to um, to be a a partner in our business, um, whether that's uh, as an employee, as a packager, as a, a coming in and learning how to roast and and grow with our company, and you know we may turn into being more sustainable for our community than just ourselves, which would be I think would be huge. I love that. That is really cool. I mean, you know, I've talked to a few different entrepreneurs and yeah. I've talked to a different, few different um, just people, and I just really love the idea of. Um, having this be something that you want to serve other mm-hmm. people, you know, not just your customers and something they can enjoy, yeah. but to, to serve other people so they can have, you know, jobs and livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important in, in, uh, I didn't really know that that's where this would go, but it has that feeling. It has that kind of that development that as we're watching it grow and, and taking its own energy really is what's kind of happened. Uh, social media has helped with that a lot. Um, the way that we've marketed in 2020 uh, changed from the way business is marketed in 2000. Um, you look at Instagram and Facebook and the various social media platforms that allow a company to get exposure. Like, you know, we're more uh, exposed across the United States more easily than really we are even at home in town. Like mm-hmm. our shipping online business for Barnyard Coffee is. of our sales, whereas our local in-town business is substantially smaller than that. So this will be released uh, right around Veterans Day. So I just want to go back for a second. Um, Can you just tell me the significance of the day for you, having having been in the Marines and you are a veteran? Yeah, so Veterans Day holds a a near and dear place in our hearts. Um, The U.S. Marine Corps birthday is right around Veterans Day as well. So there's a lot of uh, energy that goes into reaching back and talking to guys that you served with and, and remembering people that served and ultimately gave their the biggest price that you can pay for freedom. And that's, you know, they gave their lives. You know, they didn't just um, serve like I did. They served all the way to the very end. And to, to have that in your, in your heart and to be able to reach out to people that have served and be able to communicate the the love that you still hold in, in your hearts for them, it means a lot. It means a lot to them and gives you a sense of of accomplishment in in continuing the you know the 
I don't know, it, it gets a little bit emotional when you really start to think. I've got a brother-in-law that served 27 years in the Marine Corps. So we started at the same time. He married, ended up marrying my sister. And um, the PTSD, it's real. It's, it's not something that um, is just fabricated and made up. You know, guys do struggle. And here at home, there's, uh, I say home, here in Whatcom County, there are programs that do work with vets. And um, so we try to stay connected with those guys. Great. Well, I want to say thank you for your service from myself and from WeHu. And, and I think it's, it's great for everyone just to, to take time and really you know, think about our veterans. Mm-hmm. Think a veteran if you have somebody that's in your life. So I appreciate you talking about that. Um, where can somebody find your your coffee? Where can they find Barnyard Coffee if they're looking for it? Yeah, so online is our is the easiest access. We uh, we do deliver locally. We ship nationwide, and um, but in if you're just cruising through any one of the local North County areas, the Edeline Dairies have our coffee on the shelf uh, near the checkout stands. So we carry about four, I think, four different varieties in the Edeline Dairy stores. If you're in Linden and you cruise through um, the Badger, Northwood Market, right there at Northwood and Badger. They've got a nice selection of whole bean and ground coffee there. Great. And I'm sure that will grow with time as far as where you can find the coffees, maybe locally, beyond just online. What's the website? It's uh, barnyardcoffee.com. Pretty easy. Easy enough? Yeah. Great. Anything else I haven't asked you that I should ask you about Barnyard Coffee just to really get to know what you're doing here? Yeah, I think um, one of the other things that it and it's just the um, in the back of my mind. It's a development concept. It's an idea. Um, so just to throw it out there because it may eventually uh, turn into something is being on a five acre property and you see the the possibilities. Um, I see the possibility of growing some coffee plants. Um, I see the possibility of putting up some sustainable greenhouse uh, situation where you're, you can actually grow the coffee plant, grow the beans, harvest them, and roast them right here on our property. It takes a lot of coffee plants for a pound of coffee. I mean, as you can imagine, mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be a lot. But I think to give the customers here in the Northwest an experience mm-hmm. of being able to see this is what a coffee plant actually looks like. Yeah. This is what the the fruit looks like when it grows. This is what the seed looks like when it's harvested. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way f- from farm to table, really. Cool. Well, I'm excited to see that take place because I think I think that'd be so cool. I think there's a. a a, a huge opportunity for that experiential part of things. It's not just the tasting, watching the roasting, but really seeing it from the very beginning where you probably have to be traveling, you know, to different countries most of the time, right? Yes, yeah, you to... would have to uh, get to a lot warmer climate. Interesting. Well, stay tuned for that. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, very nice to meet you. Thanks for listening to Neighbor to Neighbor, a community-driven conversation highlighting individuals and organizations making an impact in our community. Neighbor to Neighbor is produced by WeQ.
Unless specifically stated otherwise, WeQ does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast, and information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement.